Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? Prove that I, I can play at that level. Some of my best games were against some of the top teams in the world. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Delighted to welcome to the show now to uh, dive deeper into the weekend's hurling, the former Limerick star Seamus Hickey. Good morning, Seamus. How are things? Good morning, folks. Good, thanks. Thanks for playing. I'm sure you're very good after that weekend. Um, wonderful weekend's action. We'll, we'll, we'll get to you on, on Saturday's game, of course. Uh, 224 to 118 victory for Limerick over Galway. Um, what was the turning point in this one for you, Seamus? I mean, I guess we were chatting this morning about the 25th minute. Nicky Quaid takes his little mini timeout. I'm not exactly sure what the what the injury was. I'm sure he was he was very badly hurt, but um, it just allowed John Kiley, I suppose, some instructions onto his half forward line at that point. So was that the moment at which the the tide turned? I don't I don't think so. I think it was probably when Mike Casey uh, stopped the ball on the line. Uh, Galway had a real really good goal chance. Mm. They were two two twelve to one six up. Or they were there were six points up. They were one twelve to one six up at that stage, and Mike Casey's intervention for me was was huge. Um, you know, Galway go nine points ahead at that stage. You're t- you're talking about testing the resolve of the Limerick team that you know to that point hadn't looked anyway cohesive. So no, that to me was huge. Yet yeah, no, Nicky, I, I believe uh, you know that was pro- that was important to kind of calm things down. I think Galway, you know, really were. On, on a, I suppose, a string of, of, of you know, pushing the the gap out to six at that stage was was big, but for me, even with that, um, if, if my KC didn't get his early there, uh, was the last man on the line. So, Seamus, can I just ask? Right, I I was saying earlier that for the first twenty five minutes, Will O'Donoghue looked very uncomfortable, right? I agree. And I said there was no shot, you know, panned to Declan Hannon, you know. Uh, was can you imagine Hannon sitting there going, lads? You know what? What have you done? I've played this role. Has anyone ever watched what I've done? You know he must have been jumping out of his seat with frustration. Uh, listen, so in the after twenty minutes in the first step, so I, I took I took my three kids up there, right? So and I was sitting there, and my stomach was in knots after twenty minutes uh, <laughs> because I just felt that this team, the, the Limerick team, the way it, it just it wasn't settling. Keen Lynch was getting on ball and it just wasn't sticking to his hand. It was falling out of it. We Garrod hitting wide. We wide come from six, seven different players in the first half. It and even Dermot Burns freeze, who I you know I thought Dermot was getting more consistent as a ball striker as time was going on. He had missed uh, you know a free that I'd have expected him to score. Yeah. So you know it's uh, it, after twenty minutes, it was not a comfortable place to be. I think Willow Donahue as as six. I think he genuinely gave everything he had. Um, but there was a, there was one instance in the first half. Keenan Fahey just took off uh, from the centre on a puck out and found himself on his own uh, under the Cusick stand, yes. and he was picked out uh, by Anna Murphy. And I just, you know, they, that to me, I was like, well done, Keenan Fahey, for knowing knowing that Willow Dunn who doesn't play six off uh, for intercounty hurling. Like so, for me, um, I thought Galway were superb in the first half. I, I really do. Um, I thought Brian Concan was was exceptional around the middle. I thought they got their their tactics right when they withdrew the man. Um, Limerick were trying to mark uh, Conor Whelan with two people, and it didn't. It ended up with neither of them marking him. So yeah, because Barry Nash was the issue there. Yeah, did you? I, I felt Barry didn't know his role when Declan wasn't there either. Yeah, so it, for, it, it's to me the spare man should very obviously be Barry Nash. I think, um, but when I saw. Mike Casey was trying to play Conor Whelan from the front and then you had either you had 
Dan Morrissey trying to pay him from behind or Barry Nash. It was a, it was to me it looked it looked wrong, uh, and, it, and it looked like it looked like a team when when they have a spare man not knowing what to do with it, and that's unusual for Limerick. I, I, like they've had it before. Um, I just think they were probably very nervous and 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 rightly so about Connor Connor Whelan and his influence on the game too. You spoke about uh, Keane Lynch's influence, right? And I suppose in the first half, I'll agree with you. He was very uh, he wasn't himself, but in the second half, he seemed to sit much deeper. Um, and he came right back into midfield and he was very comfortable there and he was picking up a lot of ball. Um, that was a very good tactical, I suppose, move by, by Kinnerk to see that that's where he needed to go to, to support Will. It, it's funny that, so Dara Donovan shone for me in midfield yesterday because Will who wasn't there. And I think, you know, if you want to know what Will who brings to your midfield, um, you probably saw the, the effect of that switch of Keane who's probably a bit more attacking, probably set on the opposition 65 a bit more. I think I agree with you in the second half, he set far more, I suppose, towards the Limerick goal, uh, probably on their own 65 and a bit further. And that's, and he reveled in the physical exchange changes in the, in the second half. Really, really loved it. Uh, and so Keane, you know, he's a, he's a class midfielder. He's a, probably an all-star midfielder if he wants to be. Um, but that Willow Donovan, Dara Donovan pairing has been so good uh, for so long that changing anything means that you have to adjust and there's there's a settling period for everything and I and I believe that they'd settled in the first half I knew that they would because this isn't this this isn't 2019 2019 was a very very different team and a, a more inexperienced team in the semi final against Kilkenny uh, where they never settled into the game and they, they they were chasing it right up until that deflected ball that, that, that you're talking about settling into the game there, right? And the, I suppose the, the two weeks lead-in, we knew Declan Hannon wasn't going to be playing. A very astute move by John Kiley to put him out front and centre two weeks ago to say, look, he's not on the table. This isn't going to be a Conor Cleary situation where he's going to be there till the last minute. You know, is he or isn't he? So I'm surprised they took that long to settle because they've, you know, this change was two weeks in the making. So this is where this is where the kind of the narrative around the, the the infamous training games, you know, the 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 best game in the country is Limerick's A versus Limerick's B, mm-hmm. and ten years ago it was Kilkenny's A versus Kilkenny's B. You know what I mean? It's so this is where so, so you you can do your very best to replicate championship conditions, mm-hmm. but um, did they replicate Brian Concannon in the middle of the field loose for puckouts? Did they replicate uh, the space inside? And, and can you replicate? A Connor Whelan inside the full forward line. I don't. I don't think you can. So, like, in all the things you can recreate in preparation, and you do have two weeks of getting a an individual playing centre back, but you 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 can't perfectly recreate or create the the conditions that you're going to be playing against, and especially the team. So, you know, for me, the first half, yes, Limerick Limerick didn't settle into the game, but but Galway were really really good and hitting the mark, really accurate, no wasted chances in the first half. Uh, and you know, I, I was nervous uh, as a Limerick person. So, yeah, it was it was bizarre for me to see the second half then go from an intense, competitive game in the first ten minutes of the second half, where it was really physical. We had seven line balls in a row <laughs> because <laughs> it was it was like it was like both teams trying to find touch. Uh, at some stage, they thought they were playing the under twenty World Cup. I'd say, but it it was it, it, it was bizarre for me then to to, to see. That, that, that Galway fell away because they were they were posing such a threat and a genuine challenge that for me it was very odd in, in the in the second half when when they when they really did just fall away. 
Did something change, Seamus, with um, Limerick's approach to Wayne and Murphy's puckouts? Because, like, they were obviously working early early doors, but then in the second half, I don't know, was it just intensity? But I, I'd say, from Wayne and Murphy's perspective, he was like looking out onto that pitch, thinking, "Where are, where are my teammates?" Because it just looked like there were maybe twenty Limerick players in the pitch. It was so for me. A lot of it was the the, the shape that was it. Like the so Limerick's midfield sitting deeper. Um, Limerick's half forward line. Uh, I would say didn't give the halfbacks as much as much uh, latitude or, or space. So Mannion was 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 pushed up on. Uh, I think the channels then that Ian Murphy was trying to hit. So he was intercepted by Tom Morrissey, and Tom Morrissey had two wides in the space of two and a half minutes, yeah. uh, which was bizarre. So, but but like just the channels between between halfback centre or sorry halfback centre back and the, in the midfield channels were really really well closed down in the second half. And in the first half, with the spare man out there, Limerick were at sixes and sevens, I thought. I, I, they didn't know what space to close down, um, who to push up on man-to-man, who to actually leave in space. Uh, and, you know, for me, it, it, was a, it, it wasn't great in the first 20, 25 minutes. But, um, yeah, Ian Murphy didn't really look like he had a great option in the second half. It's, it looked like every option was bad. When he went long in the second half, he was destroyed as well. So uh, it, it's hard to know. It's hard to know what, uh, from a Galway perspective, changed so dramatically. I do know that Limerick upped the ante in terms of Kyle Hayes was played superb in the second half um, and even uh, Jeremy Burns as well. Or sorry, so, so for me, Limerick definitely upped the ante but, but I thought there was still enough for Galway to work with. You're with, talking with about Tom Morrissey there, um, Seamus, and you know he was he was taken off, right, at I suppose what, a 50-55 minute mark and Limerick introduced, uh, I think it was Cahill O'Neill was introduced yeah, for him. And Another manager, I don't think, would have taken Tom off. I was very surprised. Yeah, yeah. genuinely surprised that Tom, because because of the impact he's had this year, um, he has been, let's say, outside of Galan. It's been in Galan and Tom Morrissey who've been our most consistent yes. players this year. So, you know, I would be. I'm always in the the the, the mind of trust your your, your most trustworthy hurlers. So, um, it was surprising for me. Uh, but it's funny. As soon as Carlo Neil came in, he made an impact. He was really, really hungry to, to, to get at it. Um, he really carried the ball on, carried a true contact and I'm not able to hit the ball on the run uh, from 65, 70 metres out over the bar uh, the way he did from the, the right-hand side. That stunning uh, score in the second half. It was, yeah, it was... It was, it was unbelievable. It, it really did... It, like David Reedy had just scored before him um, from a similar spot but David was standing up. So it was... Uh, for me, it was... It was uh, you know, it, it was it, it was a substitution that worked. I was surprised by it at the time because, again, uh, Tom means a lot to that team. And yes. He's a great leader, but but uh, it's a really really good sign that that Colin O'Neill is 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 making strides. In, in his, but uh, we, I think we've seen that already this season with John Kylie not afraid to make the changes. So you know, in the game against Clare, crucial moments. You know, it was it was Reedy, it was Adam English, it was Colin O'Neill in that last spell that were integral. Uh, for Limerick to get them over the line against Clare so maybe it's no surprise that he's bringing off the older guys you know at this stage because he did it in the Munster final in a clutch moment Yeah no, and, and it's in fairness you don't you don't give these guys time unless you're actually going to trust them in the crunch because you don't bring subs on in the first 10 minutes of the game you bring subs on in the last 10 minutes of the game so if you don't if you don't give them the experience and they have been exposed like you said in the Clare game yeah. uh, they've, they've had in the Cork game he mm-hmm. used subs off the bench so like, you, you don't you don't you don't use them unless you're, you're, you trust that they're going to make an impact 
Um, Can but, I ask about but, Shane O'Brien? So I was massively impressed with him in the league. And yeah. he was outside the 26 yesterday and the chat was that he was left back to his club to play a club game a few weeks ago. Like, he was a real standout in the league. But I suppose we've seen with John Kiley that over the last number of years, you know, he, he has taken a formidable length of time to get players into the championship side. Carl O'Neill, case in point. Did, mm. Are you surprised uh, yeah. Shane, O'Brien, uh, Shane O'Brien has gone off the boil? Not, not so much because of the like, positions, the position that he's going for mm. um, is incredibly competitive. Uh, so you had Michael Michal Hulan as well had done really well in the league, and you know he was really a man at the moment uh, earlier on in the year. Um, you know we've had you know Colin Coughlin is still waiting yeah, uh, right. to, to 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 make to make a, a real impact in the championship since, and he has shown snippets of what I'd say you know real potential when he's been in there. Um, but he's trying to break into probably one of the best half-back lines in the country um, with or without Declan. So it's it, it, that's the kind of nature of the beast there. So me. you're not putting much store on the league, you know, based on I suppose, the, the, the performances those players had, yeah. Otherwise, TJ Reid wouldn't be starting for Kenny and Billy Drennan would. So, you know, from that's that's the way that's the way I see it. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that Billy Drennan hasn't, scored, hasn't featured more for Kenny. So that's the nature of a year. And, and you plan a year and you train for um, a year. You don't train for winning the league, um, even though some teams do, and that undoes them. So it's uh, it, for me, it, Shane O'Brien is just one of, like Adam English now, I was surprised not to see him earlier yesterday because I thought the game was tailor-made for a guy like him with his speed and, and the space that was opening up around the middle. So you know, it, the options that are there are great, but... Uh, the team they'll face in the final have just as many options off the bench. I think we had a conversation on the show last week, Seamus. What, what is the best way to mark Aaron Galan? And I don't think we're any closer to, to finding out the answer to that question because you have the Tom Morrissey floated ball inside in, what, five yeah. minutes and the second goal as well per Porrick Mannion with another uh, inadvertent kind of uh, attempt at clearance that leads to a goal. Um, but Galan was just supreme. Uh, it's just... it's. It's quite frustrating for me, and I don't listen. Everybody's entitled to, their, to, to, to manage a team the way they want, but like I, I don't know why Garrod McInerney is in full back there. I, I don't know, and, and it's not a, it's not a particularly anything on Garrod because I think he's one, he's a superb centre back, and has been and proven it. Uh, but Dahi Burke played really well yesterday centre back, and I just think his influence would have been far better felt on the edge of the square. Um, and Gillan is in, he's such a difficult guy to mark because. He's got like he's he's got the physical tools. He's six foot two. He's you know he's exceptionally strong. Um, and in the air, he's as tricky as Tommy Walsh was when he was playing wing back for Kilkenny. Like he's in the air. Galan is an absolute nuisance uh, because you you can pin down his hands, and he's 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 definitely trying to influence you uh, in as the ball is coming down, and he's got a great focus then when the ball arrives and just to snatch it. So. Playing him from the front is a very dangerous thing to do. Uh, McInerney probably found that. Uh, and even in the first half, uh, the first first ball of the game uh, between Limerick and Clare, um, I'm trying to think, was it the Monster Final or was it the the, the, the group game? And I think it was the Monster Group game. It was Monster Group game in Gaelic Grounds. Uh, the first ball of the game was a long ball into Glenn. He caught it, fed it off to Flanagan. And Flanagan actually, he was saved well by Quilligan. But he, he does it on the regular. So he's uh, it's a threat. His aerial threat is... is is uh, is probably one of the, his strongest features, and he uses it to great effect. There was a point made by Ryan O'Dwyer, I think, it was on, on on off the ball across the weekend, where he made the point that 
he felt the Galway players need to bulk up and I know this issue, this always comes up when teams play Limerick because Limerick clearly a very physical team they're a big team um, does he have a point there do you subscribe to that as well Seamus that maybe there, there's a, maybe a lack of physicality in that Galway team I don't know about that I, I don't know if I agree with the, the I don't think that I, I think to to misconstrue uh, physicality with conditioning mm-hmm. is, is, is I think they're they're different things um, because if I suppose why I particularly say that is uh, Clare have matched up particularly well with Limerick in the last three years, and you know they've got you know Tony Kelly isn't uh, isn't uh, a colossus. Um, you've got the likes of Ian Galvin, you've got the likes of David Reedy, you've got um, even around the middle of the field, you know, they, they, you know they've. They, their, the their cornerbacks for Clare wouldn't be particularly tall either. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, particularly even Rory Hayes and you know Adam Adam Hogan's coming. Yeah. He's a bit taller as a cornerback uh, compared to what they what they what they've been using recently. So, but in general, physicality is 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 basically the the collisions. It's the it's the how close you can get to a team. Um, is you know could Galway be I suppose fitter? Yes, I would say possibly because of what has happened in the late games. Unfortunately, for, from their perspective, uh, but they did look out in their feet after after forty five minutes yesterday. Uh, they genuinely looked like uh, there was a breaking ball at one stage, and, and, and you know there was a couple. Of, it, it was a very physical time in the game, but you know you really had players doubled over and uh, trying to catch their breath. Uh, and in terms of body language, if I'm the, if I'm the Limerick team reading the Galway body language after that period of time, I'm thinking we have them, you know. So it, there is there is something to be said there, but I don't know if it's bulking up. Uh, I don't know if that's the answer. I think it's uh, conditioning isn't 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 all about isn't all about we'll say physical presence. Now, uh, we've got a YouTube comment in here from uh, 91 Devo who says Limerick lads in key positions and the right places at the right times, winning majority of the breaks. Galway need decent sports psychologists to be able to handle big pressure games. Like, is there something in that that the, you know, when when push comes to shove, and these little moments in an All Ireland semi final, Limerick, I guess, have been there, done that in the last few years. Yeah, John Myler, John Myler was you know former Galway manager, and you know, the, the, and I think the comment was made in in the lead up to the you know this, this is an inconsistent Galway team from this year. Like, you know, you talk about the, the performance varies from game to game, half to half. But John Myler was saying like, you know, that's not today or yesterday. That has been happening in Galway. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I think Mihal Dunahu had them playing consistently and had them playing very well. I, I do think it, there, there is a leadership element to it. Um, in 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 the the actual players themselves, but also in the management team. So, you know, the, I, I could see Shefflin's frustration after the game. You know, he really, really was frustrated uh, with you know with the lack of progress that that the, the group has shown. You know, this is a team that ran Limerick to a single score um, in Northern Ireland semi-final two years ago, and then you know, a very only a late burst of points made it was it four or five last year. So, um, it's uh, it must be frustrating uh, because you know the performances they've given this year have been a flash so much in uh, particularly in the in, in the first half of the game yesterday, and even. You know, at times against Wexford, they look very, very impressive in their group against Leinster. Um, looked well, looked very impressive in the Leinster final and against Kilkenny and Nolan Park. So it, it's hard to know how they how they actually put it all together because they've got great they've got great talent. Um, there's no maybe. Like, Shales, uh, can I know. ask one final question? Are you relieved that it's not Clare in the final? No. Um, Are you disappointed? 
Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> uh, it's uh, but it's like that. Um, am I relieved it's not clear? It, like to, to to see Kilkenny in the way they're playing. Like so if can anybody tell me that Kilkenny aren't a better team this year than they were last mm-hmm. year? Um, I think they are. So you know the like the the prospect of playing Kilkenny in the final isn't 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 a, an appetizing one now. But um, the fact you know would would Claire Claire have been great in the final? Did, the only reason that Clare wouldn't have been great in the final is that playing its team three years in the one year or three times in the one year is a tough prospect because there's games within games within games there uh, in terms of players, Match-ups. players, man marking, and you know, and you're 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 keeping tally of of things that are going on for a long time. And the sledging that happened in the previous two games. Ah, but even, whatever about that and, and the sledging, but you're you're talking about even just from the the your your overanalyzing movements and. Uh, and actions that that happened in a game when you shouldn't be thinking of. So, uh, no, uh, it, it's it's neither really because you know I was I was watching the game yesterday and I was I thought it was an exceptional game and I knew it was going to be a good game. I knew it was going to be tight. I thought Clare would win. I thought that they were coming with a, a bit of momentum behind them for the last and I'm talking about from t- three years of momentum of finally trying to get over the line and get to the Ireland final. But Clare um, are, are, are incredible. I mean their consistency and their and their ability to weather um, the storms is is, is exceptional, um, and they really were well worth the, the win yesterday. Yeah, going to be a cracking final, Limerick and Kilkenny for sure. Seamus, thanks for hopping on this morning. Yeah, thanks everyone. OTB AM, the Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.